Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports. This is the Women in League Show, Episode 8. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Uh, We're really excited tonight. We've got another very special guest, which we'll be unveiling very, very shortly. But Tasha, I just wanted to start off with, you know, obviously it's been a really busy period for everything Women in League. You know, it's been a, you know, there's been a lot happening in the media, in and around competitions and things like that. But I guess one of the good things that's come out of this whole thing is the support for one another you know, within the women's game. Yeah, true, Dan. Um, when the goalposts keep moving, it can be very, very frustrating uh, for the women. However, you know, they've finally got it together, what's going to be happening, and the support that they've shown each other is just, it's its outstanding and it speaks volumes about where we are with women's rugby league. Yeah, and, and you know, obviously here at Mojo, this is exactly why, you know, this is exactly why we're here, you know, to continue to promote the game. And it just fills us with, you know, so much uh, confidence knowing that, you know, everyone's there supporting each other. And yeah, it's just great to see the community get behind one another and, uh, you know, really looking forward to season uh, 2022. All right, well, look, let's jump into our first segment tonight. And our first segment is the huddle. And for our new listeners, uh, the huddle is where we take a particular team to focus in on and uh, well, this week we're going up north and we're tackling, you know, one of the newer franchises in the country, but certainly a powerhouse already. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. The Broncos celebrate success once more. New South Wales have won women's state of origin. On a great performance by the Australian Gillaroos. Champion teams do this. They find space, they find time. Loved watching her play, and I think she'll take her game to another level. We're starting with a very special team, uh, the North Queensland Gold Stars, and we are very, very excited to have our very special guest, Shania Power. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. No, it's uh, it's very excited to. Uh, well, we're very excited to have you here. Look, we've done a little bit of coverage of the BHB Queensland Women's Rugby League competition, but um, looking to yeah go into it in more detail today as we continue to, uh, I guess, travel around Australia and uh, and provide coverage to these state competitions. Shania, let's get straight into it. Let's have a bit of a look at at the uh, at the season you've just had, but also let's start with a little bit of history on the club. Can you tell us a little bit about the Gold Stars and how it sort of came to be? Um, yeah, so I guess a couple of years into the NRLW or when the NRLW actually started a few years ago, um, Cowboys had decided that, you know, we want to get a team in, in hopefully in by 2023. And um, <clears throat> there was already quite a strong Brisbane comp going on down here with, you know, your usuals like Burley, Souths, um, Ip- Ipswich Brothers and uh, Panthers. Um, and so, yeah, I guess to give the North Queensland girls a bit more experience and whatnot, they decided to put um, or try to get gold stars into the BHP. Um, so that happened last year and uh, with COVID that it, it, it flopped pretty quickly, but then, yeah, we got back up and running this year. So um, I guess the aim of gold stars will be to like, it'll become the feeder club for NRL um, Cowboys. 
That's really exciting times for North Queensland and Women's Rugby League. But can you tell us a little bit about how um, the North Queensland Gold Stars, how you got selected to play in, in that particular team and how they went about that? Yeah, okay. So, like, I guess in Mackay and in Townsville, we had a, a pretty strong comp uh, back in 2019. And um, I guess from other little competitions up in Cairns, they, they knew a few names from that way as well. So I, um, what they did was they – it was invitational. They invited um, a bunch of girls. I think it was around 45, 50 ladies to um, into a camp and we, we trained and then they um, gave out 24 contracts to the top girls. No, it's, uh, it's definitely exciting. And I guess let's, let's dive straight into the season that you've just had in season 2021 because for a new club, you wouldn't know it judging by the results and how the team – has sort of come together. Uh, you know, let, let's have a look at the quick record. So, you know, going through the season, we've got you down as winning, you know, five games with the two losses. Talk to us a little bit about, uh, you know, the preseason coming into the season, um, you know, and some of the challenges with some of the, I guess, the geographical and logistical challenges of bringing the girls together. It was quite difficult, um, I guess, having to build that trust and, um, like, on-field relationship at a captain's run the day before we played. So a lot of our training or all of our training was all done separately from the three different locations. Um, We would have extended squads. So those 45, 50 ladies that were actually all invited are still kept part of the program because you never know, um, they could be, you know, shifted up into a playing position. So, um, So there's about, yeah, 15 to 20 girls in each town that we'd all train with. Um, so we never really got to train together as a team. And then the whole team goes to down South or wherever our game is. And we have our captain's run. Well, you absolutely put it together. Um, amazingly well, I, um, watched closely, actually, I've watched it several times because particularly that last semifinal, um, with the Burley Bears, you were playing against far more experienced, well-established stars of our great game, and you guys really stood up. I actually thought you had that game in the bag, and if it wasn't (laughs) for, you know, Brito scoring two tries, one under the post, one close to the post, the game was yours. So does that give you a lot of confidence going into 2022? Yeah, definitely. I think um, it was really surprising because, you know, we were, we we are, I guess, we're a team full of no-names. Um, I think I was probably one of the like big names out there. And even then I did, you know, it doesn't feel, I don't feel like, um, you know, that uh, big impact anyway. So coming up against those teams with, with such experience, like you said, um, Brittany Braley and Lena Doozy and Tasman Gray and Crystal, like the, the list honestly goes on with those women. So yeah, to come out, we, we really had nothing to lose. We said, yep, like they've got everything to lose in, in terms of their reputation. Let's just go out and, and give it everything. And, and we did really give it to them, but I think, yeah, the experience of those women um, came through in the end. Yeah, it, it sure did. And when you say the end, it came right down to Lauren Brown nailing this incredible kick from the sideline. I've been watching the NRL finals uh, this weekend and I've seen these first-grade men miss the kick that I've rewound and rewound as Lauren's Unfortunately for you guys, but what a <laughs> fabulous kick to oh, take she, win. Yeah, she she really um put the icing on the cake for the team and we were definitely in a panic in those last few minutes to try scramble um one last try or something. Yeah. 
No, it's uh, it's definitely a difficult way to end. But let, let's have a bit of a uh, – and then for our listeners, so you're, you're a new franchise, you're a new team, you can't train together. You know, we've spoken about some of the geographical challenges, which, you know, that, that that's something that, that continues to, to blow all of our minds, you know, in terms of how you're able to build those combinations and chemistry. But yet – you know, you guys were a contender. You know, very quickly you guys were able to come together and show that you were a major force in this competition. Talk to us through, you know, some of those early rounds. And at, I guess at what point did you guys as a playing group know that, you know, you had something pretty special here? Um, even after the first round, like against Valley Diehards, um, you know, with, with names like Ali Brigginshaw and um, Lavinia Gould and, and a few other girls who were just absolutely phenomenal, Brianna Clark, um, I think even after that game, we surprised ourselves with how quickly we put on points against them um, and how well we kind of w- were tying together as a team. And that just built over the, the whole season. Like I felt like, man, if, if we'd got the chance to play Valley Diehards again, it'd be a much different game because of like the first game was quite scrambled. <laughs> but we still pulled something to, you know, pulled together as a team and did really well. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so in that opening game, you only lost by four points, and then you went on a run. You know, you won, you know, four games in a in a, in a row, and and that that you know definitely built you know confidence, uh, you know, with within the group. You know, w- was there any sort of any sort of key moments for yourself as a player, like coming into this season? Were there any sort of key moments for you, you know, during during those early rounds that sort of stand out? Yeah, I think it was um, beating. Well, Capra's was one of those because we had never won a game against them. So we did a trial, had a trial game against them last year and a trial game against them at the start of this year and we'd lost both times. So coming up against them, I think it would have been round two. Um, we were, it was quite daunting and scary um, and we came to, yeah, prove a point and we did. And then um, I think it was the very next round after that, round three against Tweed. I was so nervous thinking of the talent of Taryn Aiken and and um, the strength of Georgia Hale in the middle, it was super daunting knowing that I was going to be on um, that side defending defending Taryn with her footwork. So, I yeah, I was very scared for that game, so nervous. Like I, I actually didn't think that we were going to come out on top. Um, and then we had, well, I think it was 26 to 6 and we were just all, yeah, on a on a high. Yeah, Shania, so you guys are a formidable team. Do you think that that maybe draw more talent, especially develop your local talent up there? Yeah, definitely. I think it's given us a lot, um, like North Queenslanders, a lot of confidence. Um, when, you know, when we were playing, I guess when we didn't have any strong comp and then we'd go away and play representative football against like Southeast Queensland and stuff like that, we'd get absolutely like thrashed. And I guess that was really disheartening because I felt like we know we've got the talent up this way. So um, now that we've had such a good season, we've heard so many good like, reports, um, people wanting to support us. And, yeah, next year I think, um, and especially in the coming years, Women's Rugby League in North Queensland is just going to thrive. That, that connection now that you guys have with, with your team and with the um, North Queensland Cowboys in the past, you know, fabulous players like um, Heather Ballinger from Cairns and Renee Kuntz from Mackay. Mackay. Yeah, they previously had to relocate in order to find their footy. How important is this 
this new team that you have and your association with the Cowboys to keeping your local talent and maybe attracting talent further down in Brisbane up to you? Well, I'm actually like my really good friend, Brianna Clark, uh, she just moved down to Brisbane a couple of years ago for football. So she's a Mackay local. Um, And I've been just trying to convince like all the girls that are, are locals to North Queensland, like, hey, like Cowboys are coming, come back home. Like Brittany Braley from Mackay, I'm like, come and come back home, move home. You don't have to be down here anymore. But, and I guess that's why Cowboys are really pushing um, for this team to get into the NRLW because it's players like us that have had to relocate and, and whatnot that might, they don't want us to stay. They want us to like bring up the forces from home. Something really, really special that you guys have built up there. It's, you know, it, it's more than a football team. You know, you're, you're creating a future for the next generation of, you know, female talent up there in North Queensland and, uh, by the look of this season that you guys have had, you know, I, I think it's going to be quite a successful team and, and a successful rugby league community uh, moving forward. All right. Well, and, and just quickly before we talk a little bit about some of our predictions for next season, how would you best describe your own game? So if people were quite new to to yourself as a football player, you know, obviously you've, you've achieved so much already uh, in your career and, and I guess you'll continue to do so, but... Um, yeah, how would you best describe your play? I think I can be a little bit unpredictable. Um, I I love I love tackling. I'm I'm more of a legs tackler. I think that's a, a quality that um, I uh, appreciate about myself because I guess I don't like players making a lot of meters. And if somebody just chops them at the legs, and you've got you know the perfect person coming up over the top, you've got a perfect tackle. Um, and I don't know why we don't practice that more. So I guess I'm a definitely a legs tackler. Um, I love to run the ball. I think I've got pretty good footwork on the line um, and I can hit a mean hole. <laughs> yeah, look, Shania, I, I've seen you do it and you certainly <laughs> can. I, I love I love the footwork at the line. I love the, your tackling technique. Um, it, and I'm sure the younger players in your team certainly look up to you and I, I think you underestimate uh, your... <laughs> your influence and and how you bring those girls along. But I'm going to ask you something. Um, I think part of the success, um, obviously aside from your your very good self, is that you managed to keep the spine consistent throughout this season. Is that correct? And can you tell us a little bit about them? Yeah, so I think we only had maybe one or two changes um, throughout the season in terms of, yeah, the spine of the team. Um, and I think that was just due to, I guess, not enough preparation time. Yeah, not enough preparation time. Like, because we've got three different coaches, three different locations, um, what somebody, like what that coach sees in their player could is different to what this coach sees in, in, in their 5-8 or whatnot. So I guess those first couple of games were a bit of um, trial and error and you saw those early changes um, at the start of the season in the spine. I think it was in our trial game and game one. But then um, every game after that remained fairly consistent. Yeah, no, and let's let's jump into uh, that roster. Oh, sorry, just quickly before we do, Tash, let's... Uh, Let's have a bit of a think about our predicted record for season 2022 for the Gold Stars because, you know, we're, we're looking at a, at a potential premiership contender here. Uh, I'll hand, handball it over to you after the remarkable season that they've had. So, you know, going through, um, you know, winning winning those four games on the trot, uh, 
you know, a, a very competitive semi-final, one that you should be very, very proud of, you know, losing on the bell there by two points. That's something, you know, you can take a lot of confidence and a lot of learnings from. But Tash, where, where do we think we're headed here in season 2022? I think it's really exciting for the North Queensland Gold Stars because I, I'm backing them. I think they can do Burley. They only lost to Burley in two games. And as we talked about, they're a star-studded pack. And the way uh, the North Queensland played them, they really stood up to them. So, again, only two points in it. I can see the um, Gold Stars knocking over the Burley Bears and grand final next year will be the Valley Diehards and the North Queensland Gold Stars. What do you think? (laughs) I love it. I love it. Look, for me, we must be sharing notes because I I had the exact same thing. I think this is a team that's going to compete in the grand final next year and this this is a team that should be very, very confident about you know, challenging for the title next uh, season. Shania, what, what's your thoughts on that? Do you uh, do you agree with that? Is that kind of where, where everyone's heads are at at the moment? Um, I think we are going to have a better run next year. Um, we've got a lot of talent coming through um, in terms of under, like space around the under-19s girls. Um, you would have seen a few of those faces and names um, in the um, Queensland lineup. Um. But in saying that, you know, there's so much talent down here as well um, and those young names coming through. So I think there's going to be a fair few changes in, in our team next year and, and um, in the other teams as well. Um, so I just started working at, at a high school, Kibra Park State High School, and they're actually connected with the Titans and the amount of talent in those girls, like training with, because I train with them. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do this. Um, so I think in terms of the next season, it it's so unpredictable. There's so much that could change. I mean, I'd like to say that I feel confident that um, we do have what it takes to win, but I, I think um, with the new talent coming through, yeah, we're going to have something pretty special, yeah. pretty strong. Yeah, I love that. You know, you're, you're right. You know, it's going to be anyone's competition next year and uh, definitely going to have to put in the hard yards over the preseason to, um, you know, to make sure that you can back up what was a very strong and successful season this year. All right, guys, well, let's jump into uh, your amazing team. Let, let's jump into this roster. So we touched on it a little bit, but let's talk a little bit about the outside backs group, Shania, because, you know, a little bit of stability there. Uh, there was a lot of attacking threat throughout the season. Uh, any particular players that you wanted to give a shout out here in the outside backs? Oh, probably all of them. I think, um, you know, you've got young Rian and Revel Blair who debuted Origin at 17. Um, on the left centre with Katie Green, who's also um, just signed with the Knights. Um, And then on the right centre, you've got Jasmine Peters, who's played under-19 Queensland and and, then just signed with the Knights as well, with um, Lauren Moss, who is just the speed demon. Um, So I've got to mention everybody. And then you've got, yeah, like halves. Oh, well, you've got Romy at the back, who was just phenomenal, I think, she was one of the top try scorers at, um, in the whole season out of all the teams. Um, just very strong, confident, um, and, and with some great footwork. Yeah, and it's got to give you because we'll we'll definitely get to your group there, the, the the middle shortly. But you know, having such a talented outside back, it's got to give you guys a lot of confidence, knowing that you know you can convert you know these half opportunities into points. You know, there's there's nothing worse than sort of coming away empty. But this is a team that's got a lot of points in them. Yeah, it was great. I think we felt really confident that we could um, use every single player. I guess sometimes, like especially with the um, less experienced teams, you, you find that you might not trust this player or that player. But because all of the girls have had quite a lot of experience playing, it was nothing to, you know, 
chuck a quick ball to Jazzy um, or, or get the ball straight out to Lauren for a crack. Yeah, absolutely. And talk to us a little bit about Romy's leadership because, you know, captaining a rugby league team is difficult at the best of times, but, you know, given some of the challenges that the Gold Stars have just in terms of how it's structured, just makes things a little bit more challenging. So, yeah, give us a little bit of insight into Romy as a leader. Um, She had a great on-field presence. I think she was really um, calm, collected, um, calculated. Um, she, She was very specific and she didn't beat around the bush. So, like, in terms of what we needed to do, what we needed to get achieved, um, remembering the game plan um, and, and sticking to that, yeah, she was, she was great. Chennai, I always love to talk about the, the combination in the halves. So can you tell us, is Sarah and Tallulah, do you think they're going to be around um, playing for you guys next year? And tell us a little bit about their combination. Yeah, I definitely see Tallulah sticking around. I'm not too sure about Sarah. I know that she's originally from around like the Rocky area. So I'm not sure whether she'll go back to Capra's or or what's going on there. Um, I know that she did love the season and I I know she was really hoping to come back next year and and I'm hoping that she comes back next year. I think they're both um, phenomenal players. They both have these great different strengths that I guess complement each other, you know, They've got different styles of playing. I think um, Sarah's are definitely more um, aggressive in terms of um, ball handling and stuff, and, and then Tilly's a bit smarter in terms of how she uses the ball and who she passes it to. So, yeah, it's great having those two together, and, and I think they bounce off each other really well. Yeah, no, they definitely build a combination really, really quickly together, and um, you know, that was uh, that was very, very impressive. Another player that caught our eye was your dummy half. So, you know, Emma Menzelman, you know, she, you know, it's, it's very difficult to sort of play in the middle in that role. And that's one of the more important positions on a rugby league field. But to be able to start there week in, week out, get through those minutes, it's, it, it's a lot, isn't it? And she definitely had an impressive season. Uh, I, I'm surprised she didn't snatch up an origin jersey, to be honest. Um, I know in statistics she was... It was her and young Destiny Brill that were the top two out of the, all the different hookers in the season um, in terms of statistics, like um, like not hardly any missed tackles, line breaks, running metres, everything. Um, I, I think she is, is such a quality player. I can't speak highly enough of her. I think she's so um, quick to react, smart um, and very fast. Um she actually received um, Player of the Year a couple of nights ago at the Cowboys Ball. Yeah, no, definitely well deserved, and uh, yeah, I think she's got a she's got a very very big future in the game. Uh, what a what a hundred percent what a special talent. Uh, all right, well, let's jump into your crew now, Shania. So we, we're moving now into the forwards, and you know, for, for me and for me and Tasha, obviously, we've analysed your team quite a lot. We've followed you guys, and. You know, this is a group that has impressed us because, as Tasha spoke about earlier on, week in, week out, you are coming up against some of the biggest names in the country and there's no fear in this group. You guys are going out there and, uh, you know, competing at the highest level and, you know, in in a lot of these performances, dominating in the middle. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it's a good combination of um, young and old and and experience in our group. Um, You've got Layla who's played in a couple of um, Indigenous All-Star matches um, and then you've got experience like um, Samara Luda, who came on the scene, who's been playing rugby league in Townsville for a very long time. Um, you've got young Jordi Mahendraja, um, who is an absolute weapon. Um, Toto Tehiko, 
she's she was phenomenal. She unfortunately got injured. I think it must have been in our game. Oh, one of the games, it might have been Tigers. She um, uh, ended the season with a um, torn meniscus, I think. But, um, yeah, we definitely have a lot of strength around the middle. And then even the experience and um, just the mental strength of um, Punny. She was just, yeah, a bit older, but definitely lots of experience in terms of um, how much effort and, and like, back-to-back efforts that she was able to put in. Well, we, we spoke about your phenomenal spine and your, your halves and your number nine and, of course, Romy. Um, but we all know that you can have a great spine, but unless it's it's yourself, Shania, and the girls around you going forward, they're not coming off the front foot. So I think a lot of credit and, and um, you've got to give yourselves a bit more of a wrap in that forward pack. But if you had to select someone who will really hit their straps next year, anywhere across the team, backs, forwards. Can you? Does a certain player come to mind? Uh, I think that will be Geordie, Geordie Mahendraja. I think um, she's a great young forward who um, is, like, really um, – she's a great listener and she takes on information, really, like, she just – sponges it up and then projects that on the field. And, yeah, I think she's going to do big things in the next couple of years. Yeah, there are some plays that just pop on film, you know, in terms of their natural talent, and she definitely definitely shows that. And, and, and I guess the other thing, too, that's exciting about this group is, you know, definitely established a spine. The outside backs are just completely deadly. This forward pack was very, very consistent week in, week out. And as you said, there's that infrastructure in and around the group where you've got that depth there. So there is that little bit of pressure week in, week out to be performing. It, it you know, it's the ingredients for success. Yeah, well, you've, we've, I forgot to mention two other players who are absolutely phenomenal. I think Zoe Cook, she's a young one that came um, in a bit later on in the season and just made her mark. Um, she did a bit of second row. I think she did a bit of lock. Um, and she kicked as well a couple of um, conversions for our team. And she was just absolutely amazing and um, another, um, Rangi Marie, Edwards Bruce. She, I think she'd been offered a, a contract. I'm not too sure who we with, but um, she declined it. But she's definitely somebody who's like in that forward pack, very strong, um, very, very strong. And, and for yourself, you know, reflecting on your own season, you know, w- w- any sort of particular highlights for yourself, uh, you know, reflecting on the season? Um, I just... I just appreciate how much more and more that I'm, I'm still learning about the game, about my own game um, and the different techniques that I've picked up and learnt from, you know, um, the best, like Tasman Gray, who plays second row, um, a couple of um, pointers from Chelsea Lenarduzzi at Queensland camp that have just, like, taken my game, like, those little steps further and how I can add them into my game and what works for me about earlier you know something that you've been able to master with your halves is running that line and becoming an attacking weapon on the edge it's um and then you know you you, you mentioned that you love the defensive side of the game it, it definitely is it, it definitely is something special uh in rugby league is you know working together as as an edge um you know especially in some of these big high profile games like the ones that you guys played in this year yeah it's special when it's special when you start to um pick up when your halves like way of playing so it took me a little bit of a while like I uh, I think I hit less lead lines for Tilly I ended up um, going under her like xing back quite a lot back into um, the middle and that was only because 
she she's a bit more of a like a sideways runner. So she'd go straight, but she'd like run sideways and she would be taking my space. So then, yeah, like I guess it was really cool once I learned to adapt and work off her that um, things, yeah, started to work a lot more smoothly. Just to round out our, our, well, our recap on the Gold Star season, just a little bit about the, the sort of the coaches. You know, you mentioned it's a bit of a unique situation there for the club, but obviously had a big impact uh, in season 2021. Yeah, so we had Dave up in Cairns who, who really, it was only uh, Tilly, I think, that ended up playing um, in the Gold Stars from Cairns. Um, and then you've got Marco Peters from Mackay. Um, his daughter is Jasmine, who's played um, plays centre. And then Gavin Lloyd, who's the head coach in Townsville, uh, well, head coach, and then he's also our coach in Townsville. So I guess um, it was interesting to see how they ended up working with each other throughout the year. Um the, the, I guess the goal was to keep it quite simple because we don't we don't get to train together. It's a captain's run, so we just had our basic plays, and then yeah, it was just growing through the season to work off our halves um, with those basic plays. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's uh, it's it's great to see everyone sort of coming together and um, sort of the, sort of the development uh, within the squad. Yeah, definitely. I think the coaches definitely um, uh, did the right thing in terms of um, their style and and what they wanted to achieve with us. No, that's excellent. Well, look, congratulations on season 2021. But I think, you know, judging by, you know, what we've seen so far, I think we're only just scratching the surface in terms of what this team is capable of. And Tasha, as a Blues fan, this this talent up north in Queensland makes me a little bit nervous. But as an advocate for the game, this is this is pretty special, you know, what what what's uh, what's happening up north and especially, you know, in North Queensland. Absolutely, Dan. And um I've got to take my blues hat off. Um, I think having the state of origin up there in Townsville is only going to get the locals more supported, get more of the girls playing there. And as a Mad Blues supporter, I'm I'm a bit concerned about uh, the next state of origin series with what what's going to come as a result of what's been happening with all the footy up in Queensland. All right, guys, well, let's jump into our last segment now, Rapid Fire. Hey, we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Yeah, and this week on Rapid Fire, we're going to be talking all things uh, women in league. In particular, Tasha, I guess, you know, you know, the news has obviously broken that, um, you know, the NRLW season has been postponed yet again. Um, and I think the media has done an okay job at, at sort of, um, you know, articulating, you know, a lot of the challenges that that's come about after that decision. But I guess we really just wanted to take the opportunity just to, I guess, share our thoughts uh, around it. And we really do appreciate um, Shania sticking around for, for this part of the conversation too. But, Tasha, giving the floor to you, definitely a challenging situation, but, um, yeah, love to hear your thoughts on it. Look, an unbelievably challenging situation for all the players concerned that they are only semi-professional. They are not professionals. And if you look at um, the way, you know, announcements were made, yes, you can start pre-season training. No, you can't start pre-season training. We're delaying that another couple of No, you can't. Now we're, um, we're going to try and relocate you. Uh, then no, we can't. We tried everything. The players were extremely frustrated and, um, you know, some some really outspoken advocates for the women's game um, across the media um, surely 
vented their annoyance in the fact that the girls were unable to be relocated. Uh, but I won't delve too much into that because what's done is done. So I'm going to turn it now to the positive side of things. And that is the bumper season that is 2022. The girls are going to start, I think, in January, Dan. And uh, what I love is, and I'm sure that uh, Shania feels the same, is that you're not going to miss a season. The NRL are going to put Season four at the start um, of the NRL men's game and season five will be played um, towards the end of the NRL season. We've got State of Origin. We've got um, All-Stars. We've got uh, potentially international games towards the end of the year. I cannot tell you. I am so excited about the bumper year that women's rugby league have has will will have next next year. And Shania, what, what what's your thoughts on you know coming into next year because you know it, it's going to be an unprecedented calendar, but you know hopefully you know what comes out of all of this is that you know the the game continues to be promoted and you know we, we see the emergence of some amazing talent because there's going to be a lot of football and offer to Tasha's point next year. Um, yes, it is very exciting. It's also very, I guess, a bit concerning and stressful in a way in terms of how I'm, I'm going to manage um, that physical and, and mental workload. Um, it'll be interesting to see the decisions around, like, um, how many games they allow us to play in terms of BHP um, because I, I'm, I've got no doubt that we'll still have to make um, – well, players will want to play, first of all, but um, that we will have to make a certain amount of uh, appearances um, in those BHP rounds to be able to be eligible for Queensland selection. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely excited, interested to see what they do. Um, I think it is, you know, with all the negative, um, I guess, media around the NRLW space at the moment, I think it's really going to turn into um, a really positive thing in terms of how much more support that we'll be getting and um, um, changes in in how, I guess, we're seen as, as players. Yeah, absolutely. Look, in terms of my view, and, and I've had I've spent a little bit of time having a good think about, you know, my, my opinion on, on the whole situation. I think one of the things that we have to look at, um, and I'm really excited about, um, you know, Hannah Southwell and a few others getting involved in this space in and around some of the, the broader picture. But for me, we really need to move away from tournament competition salaries I, I think that I think that is one of the most challenging things I, I would like to see and again it's just an idea and I think there's been a lot of ideas thrown out there at the moment but you know if you look at sort of the the Australian Cricket um, Association for example they manage the contracts at a higher level and, and that's something that I think um, the commission and the NRL should potentially look at is being able to provide year-long salaries um, to our athletes because it's just it just becomes too difficult if it's tournament based and it's just un, um, unacceptable and obviously we've seen some of the the, the the challenges that's come with that so you know like I've always said you know it, it, there's going to be a significant investment required in, in the women's game but it is going to be well worth it and we've already seen that the statistics support it so for me I think um, you know we've really got to find ways in terms of being able to fund this properly but be able to give annual salaries. And if that has to be if that has to be managed at the commission level, um, you know, like 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 Cricket Australia, I think that's something we explore. But you know, looking at the positive side, I think one of the things that really sort of 
you know, made us really happy here at Mojo Sports is just seeing everyone come together and support each other. Um, and, you know, that, that gives us a lot of confidence and we're right behind our women rugby league players. And in saying that, Shania, we're, we're out of time. Uh, I guess, you know, we just really wanted to thank you yeah. for coming in and obviously sharing, you know, a little bit of information in and around your season. We'll, we'll have you back. Uh, we're really looking forward to talking all things NRLW and digging into your own career as well. But just really wanted to thank you for coming on and, and sharing, you know, a little bit of insight into, you know, rugby league up there in North Queensland. No, thanks a lot. Um, anytime, anytime that we can promote uh, Women's Rugby League, I'm here for it. And to our listeners, if you did enjoy uh, today's episode, please, uh, you know, find us, download, download, download. Uh, please share the share our show with your friends, with your family. That's what makes um, you know, that's what makes the difference here um, at the network. And also find us on our social media. We're available on all platforms. But until next week, we'll see you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.